0: I was just going to say that we had talked about maybe deleting our Twitter, and now I'm like, uh, I think we have to keep it and just never do anything with it. Because we've said in so many episodes what our Twitter handle is, and if we make it available to just any person who can show as verified at any point in time... That stresses me out a little bit, too. I don't Uh. know what the future of Twitter is. Probably it will set itself on fire any day now. (laughs) But um, on the off chance that it does not set itself on fire, I hesitate to make our Twitter handle available. But I guess it's just worth mentioning that I don't think we expect to continue updating Twitter. Because it is uh, the exact hellscape that I thought it would probably become. Um it's always been a hellscape. It's a special <laughs> hellscape now.
1: <laughs> That's fair. I think yeah, my brain was like, it's a hellscape now, so we should just delete it and take that stance. Take that moral high ground and say we are not even engaging with this Twitter. But I think it's smarter to be like, oh, no, we, we planted a flag. We have this um, stronghold, this Play on K username, which I'm sure will become very popular soon. <laughs> um, but no, like there might be a troll out there who's like, oh, interesting that this opened up because these ladies took a stupid moral stance.
0: I think I'll destroy their reputation. Um yeah. Let's keep it up. And we have literal years of us saying, oh, yes, Play on K is our, you can find us here at Plant. On- so even if, what if someone, you know, who continues to somehow be a big fan of Twitter, uh, who also, that small subsection that also listens to the podcast, um, if they're like, Oh, I wondered where they went, but here's Playonk, and then at Playonk says something just absolutely outlandish that we would never say. But we have so many podcast episodes of us being like, "You can find us on Twitter at Playonk or at Playonk." Blah blah blah. It's absolutely us, you guys. It's
1: we stand <laughs> by this this Twitter handle, and then yeah, somebody comes in and is like, "Do you? Do you still? Even if it says this?" Hateful, awful thing. And you're like, wait, no, because we deleted ours, so it doesn't count. i I think that's fair. it I'll probably not use it. I'm on hive now, so I don't use Twitter. Ooh. So I don't know what hive is. I didn't until two <laughs> hours ago, so it's not as cool <laughs> as it sounds. But Jason, my husband assured me that it's the next cool Twitter, so I'm on hive. If you want to find at play on k underscore Emily, that's
0: where she's at. Oh. I'll start a hive that I literally will only look at the one time that I start the hive. And mm-hmm. I will be at play on k underscore Raquel. Is that the consistent naming I scheme? I think so. I said that
1: because I know that's my twi- TikTok Account. Oh, okay. But now thinking back, there might have been a possibility that they don't let you do underscores in your name. So maybe it's just Plan K, Emily. Just whatever you can do to get on there. (laughs) It's, they said username and display name. And I honestly have never felt so old making an account for anything. I was like, I genuinely don't know the difference between a username and a display name. So. Yeah. That I, was trial is number it like,
0: one. Is it like, well, I guess like Steam Games does that. Uh, let me take it to a nerd level. Steam does that where I have a username I use to log in, but I have a display name that people can use to actually search me and say, I want to be your friend. And those are two different names. Okay, Because the... Display name can be changed at any time. So, I also think that, that Twitter does something similar, where, like, the name up top can be anything. Like, everyone can be Elon Musk now. Um, But then, the, like, the handle is unique to... So, like, no one could be at PlayOnK, but someone could make, like, their, dis- their like, big name PlayOnK. But I don't know, because that is still a little bit different from what I was talking about with Steam, because no one can see my username on Steam. Oh,
1: I think the yeah, kind of I think Hive is more like the Twitter thing cuz it shows two names. But oh, okay. When typing it in, I didn't know which one was which. I had no idea which one was the display name and which one was the username. So I just did both of them as play on K Emily.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good.
1: It's kind of cringe. <laughs> it's it shows my age. Um, I'll fix it when I can. But- <laughs> Yeah, Plan K underscore one of our names. That's gonna be what we'll go for. That'll be clear.
0: Super easy. Yeah, yeah mine is gonna be popping. My hive is gonna just be popping, buzzin off. Raquel, that's what we say it's now. Buzzing the hive. Oh. Is buzzing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I'm I'm quitting before I even get in the game. <laughs>
1: I've scared the potential <laughs> followers away. My only follower on Hive. Yeah. My only. What what do they call them on Hive? Um, my bees. only worker bee. Yeah, I was you're the be queen a bee. Worker bee. And any of your <gasps> followers you. are worker bees.
0: Oh, like everyone, everyone's a queen bee here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> everyone's the queen bee of their own hive, and then your followers gotcha. are worker bees that's fun it's inconsistent with biology but it's fun yeah
0: it's also like not true i don't know a little reductive but But i guess those followers to be fair yeah Um, it so i
1: hope that hive leans into the alphas and betas and that just really (laughs) triggers some man children out there i think that'll be funny
0: Oh my god, yeah, I want to hear a bunch of stupid adult man babies talking about alphas and betas.
1: You are the alpha of your own profile, but you have to be a beta of everyone else's profile, so...
0: I don't follow any accounts, because I don't have any beta energy. (laughs) (laughs) No beta in me, bro. (laughs) I'm all alpha. (laughs) (laughs) But feel free to follow me, bro. Okay, valid.
1: Play on K underscore Emily also doesn't follow anybody, but only because I don't know how. I've never learned how to use hive. So, that's
0: alpha energy. That's
1: alpha energy. Never learn, never
0: change, bro. Um I, I feel- was gonna tell you about no, don't- about what? Being the funniest person on this podcast? Because <laughs> that's- you got me.
1: <laughs> I feel bad about false advertising what Hive is. They're probably trying something very genuine, and I'm like,
0: yeah, I hope so. You. <laughs> I want to see their terms of use before I believe in any social media ever. I want Fair. to know that they care. The, I was talking about, um- How social media is, like, the automatic rifle of information, and so that's why I think there should be some kind of, you know, like, safety rules around it, because similar to, like, freedom of speech, um, no one could have anticipated the internet before the internet happened and social media happened and a bunch of information could get out. Uh, I had to take like the cutest, funniest jokes and make it real. But I, I guess I'm just saying that like, ter- like the way we talk to people should matter. And maybe like our laws can't dictate that. And maybe that's fine, but I don't want to be part of a place that doesn't honor the power that they have over like, getting information out. Like, I don't want to be part of any social media platform that doesn't respect the fact that they um, they have a really powerful tool that, like, gets information out instantly to so many people and uh, and how that can be helpful or harmful depending on what is being said.
1: I think that's a good moral stance to take. I stand by you, and I don't think I do enough research before just signing up
0: for different platforms so... I mean, Jason told you to do it and I. if Jason tells me to <laughs> do something that is in my mind, like, ah uh, yes that is enough research because for whatever reason like Jason, Jason's that friend we've been friends since we were five years old and he's that friend that could tell me to jump off a cliff and I'd be like, he's a smart dude maybe there's water at the bottom of that cliff maybe I'm gonna have a real good time I'm cliff jumping now <laughs>
1: I'm doing it. That's fair. He's a smart dude. I'm hoping for the best. I just, I think he knows that I want to earn money on the internet and that I also don't want anybody to know anything about me on the internet. And he knows that those two things are pretty misaligned. So he's like, (laughs) get out there, champ. Jump off the cliff go beyond the internet as much as possible and let people hear about your fun little podcast and also i think that's a good barrier to put up maybe that's unreasonable but to say like we're pretty open and honest on this podcast but we're not like sharing our social security numbers we we have this mm-hmm. barrier of going approaching the internet through a podcast And it feels a little safer to jump onto social media and say, yeah, I have a Twitter account, but it's for my thing. It's not necessarily for me.
0: And hopefully that protects us. Yeah, I think that that's super fair. Yeah, and I get that. Like, being fiercely private, but also having a podcast is, it seems like, opposites. But I think there's a way to do it. Like, there's a way to maintain it and be like, okay, this part is part of my life that I do share, and this is part of my life that I don't share. And I think that social media, and yeah, making an account specifically, yeah, for you as a podcaster is a really good idea. That's smart and different from, you know, having the one where you post, like, your wedding pictures or whatever. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Yeah, I
1: try not to like post my baby or my husband on my account, and sometimes it feels a little bit tricksy, a little bit disingenuous, but most of the time it just feels like that's not who I am online. I don't talk about my personal life, and those two people are separate from me. They get to make their own choice about how they want to be presented online. I guess in that way, that's part of why I put my own tag on like my tiktok and my hive account i'm like i i feel guilty being on instagram and just being like raquel also represents this raquel's also speaking for
0: (laughs) you haven't approved all of my posts i'm sorry for that no, I appreciate that mentality, but th- two things, you and I are the same person. So if you ever said like Raquel supports us, I would be like 100. 100- <laughs> I, once again, I'm over here being such a hypocrite because I'm like, we should all really do our research. And then I'm like, but if Emily or Jason say something's right, it's right. I trust them. <laughs> yeah. I trust those um, guys. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, God, I'm just, so- here's the thing. I wish I was not the way that I am. Like, I wish that I was more maybe on top of like maintaining a presence and like putting in the work and energy it takes to y- really make this podcast I think it's already very special. I don't want to imply that I'm not grateful for every person who's already listening, every person who will ever listen to it, and every person who's ever written us an email and just like it's already such a special place but i I think that I could make it a more fun, engaging place if I put in the time and energy to make play on k underscore raquel thing. um I. I'm so tired all the time, and I don't all know how people do anything ever. I don't know how anyone does anything ever. and I that sounds like a good fun joke. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> uh, we're scheduling a second d and d game midweek. Where I get to hang out with my all of my friends and my boyfriend and do things that are things I love doing. And that is overwhelming for me because it's a thing that I will have to do. And things are hard for me to do. All I do all the time, sit real still in my (laughs) free time. I just sit real still and I just (laughs) do whatever it takes to turn off all of my brain. Hmm.
1: and I don't think you're alone in that that's that's the vibe for 2022 is just did you survive maybe are you changed a little bit just sit real still and keep <laughs> going but and that's that's totally valid but yeah it's hard I I think I'm in the opposite boat where I'm too poor to sit still it's like if you keep sitting still, you're going to probably starve to death. So I've got time and energy, and I need to make money. So that's my driving motivation <laughs> behind getting on all these different little platforms, trying to make money on the web, trying to monetize our little podcast. I do think I think we have something really special and amazing. It blows my mind. That okay this is not intentionally a transition. It genuinely just blows my mind that people who love TV have not watched Little Women. Like oh that, my god. Like my mom's obsessed with TV. She watches at least a whole show every week. She's just a binge watcher of things, but I don't think in her mind she would ever click on a Korean drama on any show with subtitles. And part of me wants to respect that, but part of me is like, how could you not, how could you go your whole life saying you love TV and not watch Little Women?
0: It is one of the, it is a piece of art. It (laughs) is a piece of suspenseful mystery art.
1: I love it more than I can describe. It is changing me as a person.
0: Same. I was trying to tell Craig about it because I was so enthralled And I will tell you about the part I was explaining, because he was just walking through the room. He was like, I need to run to the gas station. Do you need anything? And I was like, no, check this out. Like, when we start talking about it, when we actually start the episode. And I kept trying to tell him about it, and he's like, okay. And I was like, how can... What? No. You have to listen. It's so good. It's It's so so good. good. How are you not sitting down and watching this with me right now? It's so good. Okay,
1: I'm gonna roll that theme song so that you can tell me what you're talking about. I'm too excited. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. everyone and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it.
0: Yeah, this week we watched episodes 7 and 8 of Little Women. Yeah, we're over the halfway mark. We made it past the halfway mark. We were just talking about something I'm excited to hop straight in. Uh, it was literally the end of episode 8 though So it, this is a oh, classic no. Play on K Podcast <laughs> episode Where we um start at the end Of what we watched Uh Because So I was sitting there watching it Craig had just gotten off of work And he was walking through The living room and he was like Hey, I've got to run to the gas station Do you want anything? And I immediately was just like No, and he was like oh, is she okay? And I was like, oh, okay, so you've opened Pandora's box. You oh. did not know. <laughs> uh, and I just, it was the part where she, well, he walked in the first time during the part where she's hallucinating Hua Young in okay. the hospital. And uh, then she was sitting there. I watched her drink the orchid juice, pissed. Oh my god. Furious, furious, out of my mind, upset, because it it's not, it wasn't a secret. The orchids were floating in there. Yeah. What are you doing? What? Um,
1: What's happening? Why would you see a glass on a table and rush in and just drink the entire glass? And then you're like, yeah. wow, I'm sleepy. I th- Actually, I'm also parched. I'm parched. Stop it. Stop it, Inju. Yeah.
0: Stop. Yeah, because even if you think that it's Hua Young who set this up, to be waiting for you, and you're meeting her here. I think probably just don't drink the orchids. <laughs>
1: <Your> <laughs> giant <laughs> <that's-> buffoon! Don't <laughs> rule one. Don't interact at all with the orchids. Okay, the great yeah,
0: they're bad idea. Uh absolutely buck wild that she did that. And then I'm like, I just started explaining to him. He was like, uh, I was like, yeah, she just drank drugs. So, she's about to be tripping. She is about to be tripping. If she's lucky, uh, she'll be tripping. If she's unlucky, she's dead. And I was just telling him about it, and I could not believe that he wasn't immediately invested, because he walked in at the most wild part, because I was like, yeah, she thinks that her best friend who was murdered is still alive, and and it shows sangha in the yellow dress but you don't know it's her yet and i was like yeah she thinks that's her best friend i don't think it is anymore for a while i was on team i also thought her best friend was alive halfway through this episode i realized that was not the case what um, oh you're so smart no not half yeah not halfway through but it was by that point where it may or may not be hua young walking up in the yellow dress by that point she had had the orchid juice and i was like oh no that's dangerous." we're in a bad situation. This is not good. This is not Hua Young here to save the day. You're about to be murdered. And so that's why at that point I was like, this is not her best friend. Her best friend really was murdered. I think at this point, I understand that now. And she is about to be trapped in a room with the head of the most outlandishly rich and corrupt South Korean family um, who wants to kill her. So, and then I couldn't believe that he didn't sit down <laughs> and just watch it. I was just like, There's what are you doing? five minutes left. Sit down. Sit down. What are you doing? Don't make me explain this. Just watch
1: as this unfolds. This is going to be the craziest five minutes of television you've ever seen. And then it was. It absolutely was. Because is she drugged? do they have like a cure? Did she discover an anecdote or is she tripping balls and she's just like got a gun now because it seemed there was the bricks in the suitcase that made it seem like she knew she was being tricked at some point in the day she was like this is we gotta replace the suitcase something is wrong i hope Hua young is alive but if not we gotta have a plan b but then she drinks the whole glass of orchid juice and you're like are you dumb or is this a ploy is it one of those magician's tricks where it's all going down your other side
0: what's happening what is happening did you dump it out and put a fake orchid in there or something and blue food color yeah i do not understand because yeah that's what gets me is that she seems to have anticipated the trap my assumption is it's sometime around, like, it either has something to do with the video camera footage that her little sister gave her for her birthday. Ah, uh, in I think maybe gave her what she needed to realize what was happening. Okay. Or the flip side is that In-hye or In-kyung was able to get a hold of her at some point, and that's when she switched out for bricks, but where did she get the bricks? Where did she get the bricks? bricks is she working with chato
1: or is that just my heart that's like they have to be teamed up i just don't see how she could have pulled this off completely on her own after being hit by a car after being in the hospital i where did this all happen when did this all happen uh m- <laughs> maybe after she got the note maybe before the car accident when she was at the bank and got the note and knew that will was going to be pulled away at some point, maybe she was like, actually, we should leave all the money we've gotten up until now in this bank and we'll come back for it tomorrow. Can you please fill our suitcase with bricks? Thank you, bank manager.
0: I- yeah. I like don't know. maybe that was the plan. Choi Do-il do looked pretty distressed at the hospital when he realized she wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, I'm so maybe the plan was to meet probably not at the hospital. Maybe it was to meet somewhere else and then he realized she was in the hospital and he was stressed. And that's fair. Maybe they're still in this together. Maybe it's all my heart wants is for them to be in this together. (laughs) At this point, I am entirely convinced that Choi Do Il is a good guy. I still don't know that he'll have a happy ending, but I think that he's a good guy specifically because. I think that he might be one of the only people who wasn't hired as part of this whole big... Inju is the star of a play, and she's just a plaything for Sung Ah. I think that he is not part of that. I don't know why I think that. I wish that this was a cooler moment where I was like, okay, so I, f- I pulled the threads, <laughs> and I, f- I followed him down this path, and I'm pretty sure this is the point at which he proved that he was genuine. I just, I think that his touchpoint is, I don't know, I, I just, just something tells me that, like, his touchpoint isn't that he he was hired by her. And it might be because he works for her husband that I think that. And he doesn't seem super loyal to him. He says he is, but I don't think he, at the end of the day, genuinely is. Because I think he would have killed Inju sooner, or, I don't know. Maybe it's all wishful thinking. Probably that's what it is, is I I am in love with
1: him. I am in love with him. So I am so... fully on board with... You don't have to say anything more. He is a good guy, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'm here for this theory. But I agree. I don't know if there's any evidence behind it. It's always the little things, right? Where he she says, how can I trust you? And he says, well, here's a gun so you don't have to trust me. I don't know if that's a little thing. But that moment where he's like, here's a backup plan in case you stop trusting me. And you're like, oh, that's pretty convincing. That does make me trust you more. And I don't know if that's valid. I don't know if that's the kind of idiot thinking that will get me and Inju killed, but I'm fully into it. I will say, I don't want him to rescue her on this night, this, after the, like, post cliffhanger. There is a huge part of me. I love a damsel in distress. I'm a sucker for it. But this show has so cleverly positioned Inju as her own person I think it was especially obvious during the orchid auction, they walk in together and there was a part of me that was waiting for him to hold his arm out so that she could hold on to his arm and they walk in as a pair. And when they're walking around the town, I'm just waiting for him to like put a hand on her back and guide her somewhere or for them to yeah just walk together arm in arm or touch somehow you know there's a sucker part of me that just wants them to touch and it's romantic but I love that Mm -hmm. he's kind of playing this position of bodyguard where she's so reliant on him she's like I have no idea what I'm doing here I'm terrified and he is never willing to take advantage of that he's always the you're the one in charge here you are in control I am right behind you when you need me And I love that this show has done that. That is so beautiful to me. So I don't want him to rescue her from this situation. I want this show to say, Inju is capable. She has changed. And she's the one holding the gun at the end of the day. And period, full stop. She saves herself. Because that's so unique. And I hope that's what happens.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm... Because I am the exact same boat. The amount of times I just wanted him to, yeah, put a, a hand on the small of her back mm. or, you know, guide her somewhere. Like you said, there were so many times where I was just, it's all I wanted was this for this to make its transition into a romantic drama, which it absolutely is not and it never <laughs> should be. That's just my stupid lizard brain <laughs> that... Still so desperately wants these two beautiful people to be in love. Yes. Uh, but lizard brain aside, it is a work of art as is that we, I don't know, that there is not that. Like you said, that th- it is not, that is not what he is to her. And she's constantly in danger and he doesn't complicate the dangerous situation by also being an actual romantic interest even though their chemistry is stupid it's so good it's It's so good
1: (laughs) i replayed that scene where she tells him that she visited his mother multiple times because the first time you have to read all the captions i still don't know who they're talking about when he hands her a memory card and is like He says, Chon Sang Hyuk's wife and daughter, ex-wife and daughter, are going into hiding. And I don't know who those people are or why she has this memory stick. That also could have influenced this last episode. But I don't know who those people are. I had to read the captions the first time through. And then I was like, no, I want to look at their beautiful faces and watch that romantic tension. And so I watched it a few more times. And it is unfathomable how attractive these people are and that they don't just make out every scene like oh make it happen
0: please my (laughs) lizard brain needs it make them kiss make her beautiful face kiss his beautiful face uh yeah it is (laughs) maddeningly distracting but i agree that um that i like the tone he's setting. I think something else that kind of maybe now that I'm over over analyzing it that kind of is a clue that he is not part of this. Everyone's an actor in her life, except pretty much just her sisters and uh, Choi Do Il. Uh, is that he um, he has interactions with other characters? when she's not around, that are still in line with his character. Like he has interactions with um what's his face? J Song. Mm. And he has interactions with Su Im that Clue me into the fact that he is still working in his own interest to get this money, and so also in Inju's interest to get this money. That, I, yeah, there's just like these interactions, whereas every other person that we could say is part of, you know, this big play that Song has put on is, we never saw Hua Young interact with anyone while she was alive besides Inju. The only person that she ever was with, that she ever had conversations with, was Inju. So we have no context of seeing what she was like outside of her relationship with Inju. So she's an actor. Similarly, the CEO that was in the psychiatric hospital, that at the time we were like, ah, he's endearing. Even if he has his own purposes that he's serving, he was obviously also an actor. Because we do see him with... Choi Do-il. Sorry, I don't know why that was so hard for me. It's like my speech is going half the speed that it should be. (laughs) Um, But uh, I don't, like, we saw their interaction, and he was, like, Choi Do-il was looking for her, right? And so, like, we saw their interaction, but his interaction was still in line with who he was as, you know, the actor who was being like, you're the princess and blooming and let me know how you bloom and yada, 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 yada. Um, Versus, like, it was a moment that Choi Do-il learned, like, oh, she has the money. She has something. She got something from here, right? So it's like there's just moments where he had, like, things have been revealed to him, whereas every other person that we could, pinpoint as, like, oh, that's an actor, that's an actor. They don't have interactions like that, where, like, information is revealed to them. And all of their interactions have only been with Inju, except the sisters, uh, the dead, uh, grand aunt, and Choi do Choi Do-il. I fucked it up.
1: Haha, <laughs> I got you. I've done that a million times on this podcast. I said his <laughs> name wrong almost every time I say it. And I'm glad I finally got you. <laughs> That's fair. I don't think I ever would have thought of it that way. But we do get to see him out of the context of trying to potentially manipulate Inju. So maybe he's not only existing to manipulate Inju like every single other person. God, I hope not. I'll be so sad if he betrays us.
0: I'm still too afraid to let them actually having a relationship into my heart, but I'm not. I am slowly letting him being a good guy into my heart, and I really don't want that to bite me in the ass.
1: Yeah. It's a good start. It's a step in the right direction, but I will not be. I will still not be completely surprised if he stabs us in the back. Episode 8, where we do have all these actors playing. The part of InJu's Life Friends was the most disturbing, anxiety-inducing piece of media I have ever seen in my life. I, upon reflection, loved it so much. But while watching it, it was almost making me nauseous, trying to figure out what was going on.
0: I was angry because I felt like it was too much of a way out for her to have this doppelganger that was using her name that had access to the money like i was mad i was like this makes no sense i was so frustrated and i see and i didn't trust the process and that's my problem
1: i think that's valid i completely trusted the process i only stopped believing that it was hua young Ten minutes after Song-ho walked into the room, she walks in and we've got four more scenes before I'm like, oh, <laughs> ha Young is dead. Okay. Now I get it. Like, it takes me a long time to understand things. So it was perfect for me. Perfect episode of television where I'm just <laughs> constantly like, I, I don't know who to trust. I don't know why she has a doppelganger and I am fearful And now she can't trust Che Doil, who's literally the only person she can trust. So who does she have? She has no one. And she won't pick up her phone to talk to her sisters. And I hate all of this. Kill me. And I think that's how you're supposed to feel. So I loved it.
0: Yeah, it was very... It was so stressful. And yeah, being upset about it. I I guess I just... I thought it was almost like some King Eternal Monarch shit. Where I was just (laughs) like, okay, so there's just a twin... There's just a fucking twin. (laughs) Like, I was taking it so literally that I was like, it's not even Hua Young because Hua Young doesn't look like her. And even if she had plastic surgery, she wouldn't look like her or whatever, right? Like, there's not anything that she could do to look exactly identical to her. Because even when you have plastic surgery, it's like, you're not going to look identical to a person. You're just going to look, you're just going to have maybe some similar features or whatever. And so I all I could think was yeah just that I was taking it so literally up until uh, when she hallucinated her that was when I was kind of like I don't know for sure and then yeah seeing like the orchid juice and, and what Then Sangha walks in and that's when I was like, okay, I'm not mad anymore, but what a twist. That was like the best twist they possibly could have come up with. I did not see it coming. That everyone in Inju's life for the past three years, except for her sisters, essentially, are freaking paid actors that's some truman show wild absolutely buck wild i could not have possibly guessed it and i love that i love it
1: it's yeah it makes me upset and in the best way i don't know what to do with all of these feelings i'm it was really hard not to just press play on the next episode and binge the rest of the series and be like i'm so sorry Raquel. But forgiveness is easier than permission. Goodbye. I'm a, I have to finish it
0: tonight. <laughs> I probably would have given you permission because that's how good it is. Because I, it's I, been a long time since we've watched a K-drama that I cared so much about what was happening. That, yeah, the temptation to just be like, I'm going to keep watching this. It's been a while since... Since that temptation was that overpowering, that it it was a close thing for me, too, where I was like, oh, no, it's so hard to get the remote to work. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I did not do that. But there was a part of me where I was like, I could just watch the first couple of minutes just to see what happens. Just to see how the scene resolves. Let's do it just for 10 minutes. Just a quick 10. Maybe even just like a type 5, you know? (laughs) But like skip the intro, but a type five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> type five minus the intro, so like six and a half. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Does Inju get thrown off the roof? Is she under the influence at all? What happened to the money? Do these questions get answered in a type five? I hope so, because I'm gonna keep playing until they do. <laughs> yeah.
0: A type five to somewhere between five minutes and four hours. Okay.
1: Let's find out. yeah it remember how last time the cliffhanger was the aunt dying and within the first 20 minutes they were like that was not actually in Jew. I mean first they were like we we genuinely don't care who did it or why we're not gonna make this a police drama that sucks and okay (laughs) I see that fair and then they were like actually we did make it a police drama and crime has been solved the murderer has outed himself, he's turned himself in, boom, bam, boom,
0: wipe our hands of that, and honestly, good for you guys. Did you, I laughed out loud when it actually was the butler that we were like, nah, it couldn't be him, he's just a guy that works there, yeah. and then it was him. Absolutely. It was the guy that, like, cooks for her, that killed her, and I was like, huh. Well, it was Prediction Corner and we didn't even know it. Yep. And it we're was like, he's the only guy in the house, so it, it was... must be that. But <laughs> it couldn't be. So he's it was the only in guy Jew. that could do it, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. He was the only guy that could do it. So yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> um, well done, girls. We've nailed another case.
0: <laughs> yeah. We played a lot of Nancy Drew video games when we were kids.
1: <laughs> to be fair, there was a secret room that we didn't know about, and I think that was a really good progression. That it was like, yeah, the aunt died. And we gave you enough evidence to say it was in Jew, potentially, that she took some drugs, she tried to get, press the aunt for some secrets, and then she snapped and killed her. It doesn't make too much sense, but it's believable enough. And then in the first 30 minutes of the episode, it is revealed that the aunt had a bunch of secret information and this hidden wall and you're like that makes that's actually a a bigger reason for murder that makes a lot more sense okay so she was killed for information not because Inju took some drugs this is good this is good storytelling and yes you tricked me but i didn't know about the vault so you didn't really trick me i'm not taking an l on this one no way no losses yep
0: I was a little confused, because did they imply- Okay, this is the part where you have to explain to me, a stupid person, about something that was probably really clearly spelled out in the drama, but I just didn't- it didn't make sense to me. Uh, So did he, the murderer, slash man who cooks for her, have access to the secret room then, and that's when he left the orchid there? Yeah. Who the- Buck has the most top secret room in their house ever that you need like the most special key card to access with all of your like most special belongings in the very back corner in a vault and you're like yeah the guy that cooks for me can see that and have <laughs> access to it. He's got an all all access pass to this special super secret super like confidential high security room.
1: I guess that was my impre- my impression of that situation was that that is kind of a big clue that this was not his plan. He was prompted. He was hired. He is an mm-hmm. actor in somebody much more powerful's play. Like he had his reasons for hating the great aunt, but Someone else was like, I'll give you a bunch of money if you clear out this very secret safe. Here's where the key is. Here's the time you need to do it. Here's your weapon. Get me the stuff in the safe and I will make sure your sentence is minimal. It seemed very similar to the Chadoell's mom's situation where he, he was a puppet. The butler was a puppet and probably had no idea about the safe until... The night it happened and someone told him where it was, how to get in, what to get. And then paid him kindly for all of that vault information.
0: And then told him he had to confess. Yeah. That's
1: how I think that's the part of the show that I'm not quite fully on board with is Chaterwell's mom being like, and of course I went to prison for it. And I'm just. I I guess I don't understand brainwashing very well. Yeah. Cuz I think that's the part where it's like the the Vietnam veteran giving that empowering speech and Park Jae-song keeps saying this line about people from the lowest places can rise up to the highest of heights and I think that's supposed to be kind of a cultish brainwashing little slogan that he's got that everybody believes in. But I don't see the connection between these people going to prison for life, for murder, and Park Jae Song convincing them, like, this is how you will rise up. You will no longer have to be a butler in in prison.
0: That's great, right? (laughs) Like, what? What's the connection there? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand Yeah, there's a couple of things where, I'm sure it will be well explained, because this show has not let me down, and yeah, every once in a while I'm like, uh, and then they're like, no, it's not her actual twin, idiot. (laughs) They were not
1: separated at birth, you weirdo. Okay, well, you're the (laughs) one that said it, so it's not me. (laughs) Fair. But it would be so much clearer if like Chaito's mom was not in prison, if she was living on some farm off of this income that was mysteriously coming into a bank account every month. And they were like, she went to prison for murder for four years and then mysteriously got let out early on parole. And that was kind of the through line is like, oh, well, clearly Park J. Song's just paying for the murder. Um, that his father commissioned her to do. So now he's easily able to convince other people to do murders as well. But it's like, no, this lady's been in prison for like 20 years. How does he keep getting people on board with the life in prison thing?
0: What is yeah, that? Yeah, and I, I'm i trying to figure out also maybe it's something to do with like, you, we're arranging a better life for your son or so, <laughs> almost like what they're doing with Inye. But even then I'm like, I don't know, he just like... Who studied abroad? I mean, there's parallels, but it's not like he was like their art prodigy that studied abroad. He was their accounting prodigy that studied abroad? Oh, yeah, huh? And their money launderer that studied abroad? (laughs) Did he, was he raised up like Inye to be like maybe they're trying to do a similar thing with Inkyung? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it either. They're like, he's like servitude. But freedom, but life in prison, but rising up. What is Who, my son? I (laughs) guess so. (laughs) Who are you talking about? What is... (laughs) Have you practiced this speech before? Because
1: it is not good. It's not coming through, my guy. That, yeah. We'll figure it out eventually. (laughs) Raquel and I are not suited for cult
0: life. Yeah. It's nice of Inhe to finally care about what's happening to her sisters. Jesus Christ.
1: My child, (laughs) how many murders do you have to witness with your own eyes before you're like, oh, this family's kind of dangerous. This is mad. Yeah.
0: Also, like, at what point, because at first she seemed kind of okay with the dad being a murderer, like she wasn't that worried about it. But then when she found out that it was actually the mom that was the dangerous one, like whatever she saw on cam on the camera feed that made her be oh well, she did see like the fur coat.
1: And the little and then art the box. not fur coat. Yeah, but I feel like she saw something else or Yeah. On the
0: on the and, and it didn't show it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think she saw something else on the camera in the bedroom that it didn't show.
0: Yeah, I'm assuming something, like, some recording of Inju, because that's how she started, that's why she started calling Inkyung, to be like, I'm pretty sure Inju is going to be murdered, and I can't get a hold of her. And so that's what I assume, but it it's just wild that everyone was pretty certain that the dad was a murderer, and she was <laughs> like, is that worse than being poor, though? And then when she finds out that the mom is the actual unstable mastermind behind everything she was like oh no my concern it's pouring out everywhere I need to get a hold of my sisters Gen Z
1: sexism is honestly just a new brand (laughs) that I do not understand and I cannot get behind
0: these like expected behavior if the dad is a murderer but (sighs) the mom
1: the mom that's not okay we must stop this that is misogyny at its finest. You guys. <laughs> no, um, that's fair. I yeah, it might have been a little more prompted by the art project, the fur coat thing, and being okay with the dad killing for money, but not being okay with the mom plotting potentially multiple murders over a lifetime and just kind of, yeah, playing with people, being like, that's actual, that's next level. You're not just killing your accountant because they stole from you, which fully I can approve of. That's fine. Money matters. But people also matter, okay? And your mom's killing because she likes to play with people. And that's messed up. It's like, okay. That's worse than being poor. That's worse than being poor. Absolutely. <laughs> And yeah, I don't get it, but I guess I support it. Good. Yeah.
0: Whatever gets you on board to being a slightly better person, I'll take it, honestly.
1: Yeah. I'm excited for her to have more of a role in the next four episodes, because she's started down the right path, but obviously we're struggling a bit at the jump. We we had many, many episodes where we hated her, and now Mm -hmm. she's just the, like gathering information making phone calls not she doesn't have much of a role yet a lot of her stuff was left very vague
0: yeah she became the tech guy in just randomly in episode eight she's like the guy behind the desk behind the computer uh-huh okay The guy behind the monitor
1: the guy behind the monitor we love we need it we love to see it but uh let's make more use of it let's make more use of it i'm excited. Also, you have to be on team Che because we're in love with him. So fix that. And one more thing it, while you're fixing your personality. Please like Che do Thank you.
0: Thank you. That's a requirement for being on our cool team. Take some notes, Inkyung, because we know how you feel. You can't <laughs> be on the team until you fix that attitude. <laughs> you
1: fix that attitude Shorts, our favorite person in the show. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I see what you're doing with your weird bomb squad or whatever. Like get on board with Shadow Will or else. <laughs> we haven't talked about Inkyung at all this episode, but I'm kind of okay with it. She's got a lot of her own storyline.
0: Yeah. She's going through stuff and like finding out hard truths. I the only thing I really struggled with was her having the dog bite her on purpose so that she could get an in and that's just kind of a personal thing that bums me out and it's fine because the dog was fine and she knew what she was doing i guess and it got her what she wanted and it all kind of worked out i just have this person i have a dog that bites and so it makes me sad to watch dog dogs bite he doesn't bite like that dog bites yeah, that dog has rabies for sure. Yeah, I he, my dog is vaccinated, so if he does bite someone, they're not going to get rabies. Um, I also brush my dog, so oh, uh, those Just dogs were not
1: judgment. They on had those dogs
0: super matted. Just you know what? Take better care of your dogs, Choi Doyle's dad. I feel like in his
1: defense, which there is very little, he's a crazy dude and I don't care for him much. In his defense, I did think when the dog bit in Kyung that he might just turn around and shoot it and we would all just kind of be real sad about that. Oh my God, yeah. That would be the aftermath. And I like that he was like, no, I will blow up my whole house and my dog's. Are coming with me. These dogs are my <laughs> dogs. I'm not gonna be mad at them for biting you. I'm gonna be mad at you for getting bit like an idiot. Yeah. That's a vibe that I can get behind. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I am, I do love that he loves his dogs. That's, I good. think he loves his that dogs. His, he respects his dogs. His
1: only good quality, but it's a good quality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do Ale doesn't give a shit about him. He totally sold him out. I don't know if that was an agreement. Was that an agreement they had? It Feels might have like pro- been. Because he knew they were coming, but... They had a chat.
1: Chedo went to his house, and they talked for a while. So I think it's fair to assume Chedo might have been like, I'm gonna give your address to Park Jae Song. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I gotta get him on my side again, so you're gonna have to set some bombs in your
1: house. Yeah. That's on you though. I think it's I think it's fair to assume that both of them were like, we don't like each other, but I'm not actually going to get you killed. That's my impression of their strange relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I really like um I like where this drama is taking up and sorry, the all roads point back to how can I make sure to ex- properly explain why I think Trader Hill is not a paid actor. Because um, <laughs> I am unhinged. Uh, but <laughs> he, has, um, he has ties that are independent. Once more, here's some more ties that are independent of what's going on with Inju. So there's that. But also, I love the journey that this drama keeps taking us on where everything ties back in a in a lot of unexpected ways, like, even one episode before she does it, if you had been like, um, inkyung is going to find Do Il's father and, uh, interview him, his, his quote unquote missing and or dead father, and interview him to try and take, he's the thread that she's going to pull to try and take down Jae Song and it's like, uh, didn't see that coming, what a journey everything ties together uh flawlessly i am endlessly impressed with all of the all of the roads that this show takes that's fair this
1: is a very very well written drama in that i think k-dramas are spectacular when they have a small world when they have a cast of characters that are very interconnected but that's hard to do in a way that seems realistic It's hard not to get a drama where the two romantic leads just keep running into each other. And it's like, that's (laughs) cute. That's very romantic. But in a city of, what did we say Seoul had? 40 billion people. In a city of (laughs) 40 billion people, it is statistically unlikely that these two just keep running into each other. So it's so much easier when you have a show like this where people are related and that is why chedo works for park j song more than likely is because his father was tied in to this group that park j song's father was also tied into and then the great aunt was also tied to though she wasn't technically in the group and i love that for everyone that's cool that she was like not a member and you know it all comes together and they all start working for each other they all start living together it's very natural. It feels somewhat realistic, but still just keeps everybody together in that little circle that just makes sense. And this show has done it perfectly. And they keep bringing people into the circle, but in a very natural way. I don't know how to describe it well, but I love it.
0: Yeah, it does. It's better than that thing where it's like, and then the two leads knew each other as children. It's like, <laughs> Which is exhausting. Instead of it being serendipity, it it's more like an explanation, Mm. and that's why it's so good. It's not like and it just so happens that coincidentally, this is the thing. It's like no, there's a reason that this person is here doing this at this time, and it's because they're tied in in this way, not by coincidence, but because. 40, 50 years ago they were in this place at this time and they entered into this thing and then they had kids and that kid is now part of this in this way because that's how far reaching this thing was. And so it's, it feels like an explanation and not just like, oh, how did that that <sighs> happen? I didn't know that they knew each other the whole time. Yeah. I love it. I think the only
1: one now that we're talking that I'm not crazy about is Inhye because it feels very cool that with Inju as this main character, the Sangha brought in In Inhye into her house and kind of under her spell, but then she kind of walks that back by saying at the end, Inhye is just meant for a very normal life. Some people, like, she is definitely under my control, but she doesn't have a role, really. She's just kind of going to live a normal life. And I was like, wait, what? I, f- I feel like that was a good moment to be like, here's my plan for each one of your sisters and each one of these interesting people. And I get that maybe the explanation was like, Sangha doesn't control everything in the world. She's not controlling of literally everything, but she's at least got a grip on these three sisters. And to be like, yeah, Inju's role is this, and Inkyung is kind of out of control, and Inhye, I brought her so close so that she could play this role, and like her only role is hostage, I guess, and then she'll just grow up and have a normal life. It's like that's weird. <laughs> that one's weird. That's the only one that feels weird.
0: Yeah, she's just one of us now. She's a she's one of the elite, and we're going to train her to be psychotic. And it's like, oh, That's you're doing a great job, but yeah. also... But that's, that's it. That's not much of a plan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you literally hired people to tell Inju all day that she had a doppelganger, and your whole plan for Inhye's entire life is just like, she can kind of do what she wants. That's it. <laughs> okay. The rest of it's good. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure that I have so many other notes that we never got to, because this show is... A lot. This show's a lot. Yeah. But I think we have to cut ourselves off.
0: Yeah, it's this is running pretty long, and I don't know how much content is actually in here that you can cut out, so I think that this is among one of our longest episodes. It's among our longest episodes.
1: Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for coming.
0: (laughs) Um... We talked a lot about social media at the top. I don't know if you want to do a shout-out to that, but I will shout-out our email address, which is playonkpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Woo! I'm on Hive and TikTok at play on K Emily, and uh, we're on Instagram at playonkpodcast, and we're on Twitter at playonk. Some of those things we use, some of those things we don't. Just try and find us. See what's up.
0: <laughs> yeah, um... We have our website, which, uh, Probably one of the coolest things on our website is our links to our affiliates, so if there's anything you're interested on there, you can get a thing and it helps us out. Uh The things that we do have there are NordVPN, if you want to secure your internet activity and maybe find some K-dramas that aren't licensed in your region, but licensed in other regions. That's a really uh, cool and probably legal use for it. Uh <laughs> i don't think it's illegal so um the other things we have on there are another one is skillshare if you're interested in learning a new skill and the third and final one is blueberry podcasting if you are interested in starting a podcast you can use our affiliate link and also let us know what podcast you started we're just Mm -hmm. curious Yeah, and we'll give you a shout out on our podcast
1: and tell people to go listen to you because that's super cool. Um, We also might start up our newsletter again. That would be on our website. Go sign up for that and see if you get an email. That'll be a very exciting little test.
0: Yeah, we're gonna try to build out something a little bit more fun and official and engaging with that. So if we do, you'll get an email as long as you are signed up to get our newsletters um and for some of you it might have been a while so there will be an unsubscribe button there if you need to but we'll we'll be excited to hear what you think
1: yeah and we have a patreon thank you to all of our patreon supporters you're the ones that keep this show going we don't offer any prizes for our patrons but we just this it pays for our podcast to keep being on the internet so thank you
0: yeah thank you so much it it honestly means the world if there's anything you want to do that's completely free of cost to help us out you can rate review and subscribe to our podcast anywhere that you listen to it any combination of those things really helps us out it helps other K drama podcast listeners find us
1: thank you as always for listening let's go watch episodes nine and ten a little women and we'll see you same time next week yeah okay bye okay bye